Welcome to How I Lead Change, a global podcast about executives leading successful human-centric changes in their organizations. It's been a month since we launched our last episode, but so much has changed due to COVID-19 pandemic. We've been ordered to work from home, our schools, community centers, and other public gathering spaces have been closed, and businesses that are deemed non-essential have also had to pivot their organizations to be able to work remotely. The world of work has changed dramatically and we are entering an era of massive disruptive change. As such, we decided that it's important to address the current situation in our latest podcast episode before we dive into our executive interview with Kellyanne Cordner at SMS Equipment. We recorded Kellyanne's interview before COVID-19 hit in full force and feel strongly that the key messages she shares around leading change are still relevant. We hope you do too. Before we dive into Kellyanne's podcast, I've invited my co-founder, Mumtaz, to join us and share her thoughts around leading change during the COVID-19 crisis. I'm thrilled to be here, Shaheen. Thanks for having me. Mumtaz, as you talk to business leaders during the COVID-19 crisis, what are you hearing from them about this disruptive change? This period of unprecedented disruption means leaders have had to respond at an extraordinary pace. Leaders are being forced to shift paradigms around remote and flexible work. They're rethinking digital tools that have been available maybe never been used, such as Zoom, Slack, and Microsoft Teams. They're expressing empathy and compassion for the human side of the shift. For example, working parents and caregivers. They're adopting a resilient mindset and being calm and methodical in their approach. And for leaders in essential services, they're focused on providing a cleaner and safer work environment and personal protective equipment. These are just a few things I'm hearing through the conversations I'm having with leaders during this time. It's been tough, but they're confident we'll make it through this together. How are leaders managing in a a remote workforce? What is different about leading change with a remote team? Leading a remote team through change requires a shift in mindset. You must take the time to understand how to support your remote team better. You need a more results-oriented mindset to successfully lead remote teams, or what's called management by objectives in HR speak. Look at the work itself. It should be viewable and visible from anywhere, and team members need to get used to sharing the progress of their work regularly, including you as a leader. You need to be able to let go. Clearly communicate your expectations, team accountabilities, and timelines and empower your teams to do their best work so you can do yours too. You need to embrace technology. Digital tools like Microsoft Teams for collaboration, 
Basecamp for project management, and Shopify for e-commerce have been available for some time, and now's the time to use them. You need to create channels for hallway conversations. Some of the organizations we work with have created water cooler channels over Slack or Yammer for sharing jokes, milestones, birthdays, etc. I personally believe that remote or virtual work is the future of work, and companies need to be prepared to make this a permanent part of their normal business operations going forward. In the words of Oracle's Larry Ellison, we're looking forward to the economy being reopened. We're looking forward to going back to work, but the way we work will never again be the same. What about people in essential services like healthcare, banking, grocery, and critical infrastructure? What are some of the concerns that you are hearing from leaders? How can leaders address these concerns? So the concerns are, as you would expect, all around health and safety in the workplace for their employees and customers. Leaders in these industries are doing their best to provide a safe and healthy environment by responsibly enforcing distancing measures, installing plexi protection screens, setting up hand-washing sta stations, enabling online shopping or banking, etc. Addressing concerns being brought forward by your people starts by acknowledging them. When you do respond, share accurate, up-to-date information and don't forget about the why behind your decisions. Above all, try to understand and empathize with their concerns. Try to stand down on being defensive and provide reassurance and support instead. What would you advise our listeners about how to cope during times of disruptive change? So start by addressing the immediate work, human and workplace needs first. That's crisis management, the here and now. Then leaders must shift their focus to defining the next normal and the future of their industry by assessing the lasting effects of COVID-19 on work, what I call the big picture. Restaurants and grocery stores, for example, are transforming into grocerants and stepping into each other's spaces, i.e. restaurants selling groceries and grocery stores having restaurant spaces. Think about ways of doing business that haven't been done before and actively seek input from your employees. Pay attention to the external environment. Now's also a good time to work on your muscle for change. Build agility and resiliency in your organization so that when this type of disruption happens again, you're better prepared for it. When you build agility, you learn to respond, not to react. So don't get stuck on a continual cycle of reaction as it's not good for your people or your business. Position yourself to benefit from this change. Think about the capacity that's being built, how it will improve with time, and how to build new habits. I'm personally excited about the potential on the other side. Although this moment is scary, it will pass. Thanks, Mumtaz. You've shared some fantastic insights here that I'm sure our audience will appreciate. It's been my pleasure. Now, let's turn to this month's podcast guest, Kellyanne Cordner. Today on our show, I'm joined by Kellyanne Cordner, Vice President, Human Resources and CHRO at SMS Equipment, an equipment dealer 
and one of the largest Komatsu dealers in the world with a network of business centers across Canada. Thank you for joining us today, Kellyanne. Thank you, Shaheen. Glad to be here. Kellyanne is going to talk about how she leads the people side of change at SMS Equipment. So let's dive right in with our first question. Kellyanne, tell us about what were things like before you were managing change? Uh, that is a, a great question, Shaheen. And I think uh, depending on where an organization is in its uh, journey in dealing with the human side of change, um, it's, it's been different. Um, but certainly uh, in my experience, uh, before change has become a focus for the HR area, um, the business was always looking for a change specialist or a person in change management to deal with any change they had across the organization. So they were looking for a silver bullet or someone else to come manage the change for them. And what we've really tried to do is uh, enable the organization and bring tools to the organization to help leaders in any part of their day-to-day -day activities manage change more effectively. And so we're not, I've not ever been trying to, and I'm not at SMS equipment either, building an army of change specialists, but rather looking to weave change management practices or techniques and tools into everything we do in the organization. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about how you're doing that. Sure. Uh, so a little bit systematically, so systems and processes are a big way of life at SMS equipment. And uh, so, you know, we always want to uh, look at the tools that we have already in place and the processes that we work by, whether it's a policy, a standard operating procedure, and bring the change canvas or the change lens to to that process or, or tool. Um, so... We want to, you know, use the uh, ADCAR model in anything we can and really here the first start, um, we do follow that model is about awareness. And uh, without that, um, we basically pause, pause the process and say, let's, let's make sure um, we, we start at the top and get the right stakeholders involved as well, too. So it really is systematic. Um, and the other piece that I've found in my experience and career is it's not cookie cutter. Um, one size doesn't fit all, so it's a bit of a cliche, but um, we certainly want to tailor the tools that we use to the change that's happening. So a small people change versus a big systems change will, be, will look very different. So that sounds really good. Tell us a little bit about what impact and results have you realized uh, from change management on your business? Um, yeah, that's also a great question. I, you know, can speak to a couple of uh, training activities in this organization uh, where uh, big IT projects that require heavy training um, from users or employees has really, you know, used and em empowered our, our uh, leaders to um, uh, impact their their employees differently. So um, when our systems and or our trainers go out, they're using the change model to make sure that they're um, incorporating that, that messaging, looking at their communication materials, like I said before, stakeholders, um, and really trying to um, put, put a package together for the business. And the business in, in the training area, at least, has really enjoyed that um, expertise that our, 
our change leaders and, and our trainers are bringing to the, to the table. So from an impact perspective, um, the change has gone smoother. The training is um, more bought in. We have better training um, uptake in terms of completion rates because the proper steps and communication and change tools have been used before, just putting something on the intranet and saying, go take this training course. Excellent. That's great. And, and tell us a little bit about what advice would you give other executives, your peers, on the importance of managing change? Yeah, the biggest, I think there's two pieces to what, you know, my thought goes to Shaheen really is um, talk about it a lot. Um, use the language in, in meetings, reference it as many times as you can, the important, not only the importance of change, but um, also the leader's role in change. And the second piece of that is equip the leaders with tools and pra practical tools that they can use in everyday uh, activities to get them more comfortable with it. It's not, this is not a, you know, a high science uh, mathematical equation we're talking about. It's, it's people that we're, we're dealing with in most cases and um, repetition and giving them simple tools has, is, is really, you know, very key parts for what I would encourage everyone to, to think about when they're attending executive meetings or in everyday conversations with peer groups. Excellent. And what else would you like to add in, in your stories and your experiences with managing change at your current organizations and, and any previous places you've worked at? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm experiencing here the same as I have in other locations. Uh, no one is perfect. Um, pivoting and being um, able to adjust a, a plan on the fly is, is really important. Um, so using different lenses, getting other people's input, and, and again, I can't uh, say enough, repeating the importance of it and weaving it into everything we do, um, that, that's what makes the small changes more sustainable. So it's not, you know, go into a meeting and never talk about it again. It's repetitive. It is um, simple, continuous improvement uh, measures and tools we can put in place. And it's a journey. It is it's not uh, somewhere you go one day and leave the next. So um, it's got to be part of everyday activity. Excellent. What would be the one big key takeaway from managing change well? Um, that's, well, that's a great question. Uh, one key takeaway, there's so many of them. I think the leadership or the stakeholder role uh, and understanding how important and, um, and what messages they need, need to um, share with an organization or making sure the message comes from the right person at the right time is, one of, is another key, key aspect. Um, depending on the audience, depending on the time of an initiative, uh, the, the, the messenger, messenger can change. And so mapping that out is, is important as well. Okay, thank you, Kellyanne, for sharing your insights. Shaheen, it's been a pleasure talking with you and working with your organization over the last couple of years. Well, that's all. I'm glad, Kellyanne, for your comments and for sharing your stories and insights. That's all for today's episode of How I Lead Change. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you, Kellyanne, for joining me today. 
join us again next month. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Now go out there and be successful at change.